staying offline except for podcasting, right? I haven't touched my own. I haven't even sniffed it like the county one. No? No. Well, you're touching this one now because we are live, episode five of another (laughs) podcast. The podcast. That's a good way to get me, actually. uh, (laughs) Someone talked to to my agent. uh, (laughs) Happy New Year, Mark Rose. And got the scoop. Happy New Year, buddy. How's, uh, what year is it in Ottawa? Uh, It is March 374th (laughs) of the year 2020. Yeah, uh, same here. But man, 2021's actually just, it feels like it's flying by. But, so here's the thing. I uh, have been telling myself all throughout 2020 that nothing is going to drastically change as soon as we flip the calendar into 2021. And I often feel like commercials or you know advertisements or just people on social media they're like oh yeah let's turn the calendar 2021 like no we're still like it's not going to turn off like a light switch oh for the most of 2021 we're still going to be um in the shit in the shit that's right and and, i mean it's it started off that way because we're in we're in a lockdown we can't lock down this from podcasting though um but yeah (laughs) i don't know how much i don't know how much longer it's going to go on for so i'm just you know i had a conversation with a client today that he was talking about, um, you know, he's saving up vacation days and, and the chance that there's um, an opportunity to travel towards the end of the mm. year. And and I just said, you know what, like, I'm basically telling myself that I'm not going anywhere or seeing anyone outside of uh, my quote unquote bubble uh, for until 2022. So that way, if it does happen, then I'm pleasantly surprised. Oh, man, that's such a smart move. Uh, I'm all about managing expectations, uh, maybe to a fault, but uh, that's very, I, that might be the secret to life is just managing expectations. And, you know what? That's what uh, I do. I provide to secrets too, to life. Yeah, not to be too nihilistic like I tend to be, but um, he who expects nothing never will be disappointed. Um, I don't know who said that. Maybe James Joyce. I don't know. It's beautiful, but it's amazing. Mark Rose <laughs> just said that. Trademark. But um, yeah, I think you're smart to do that. And, and even I think just, you know, you, that's a good reason to do that but even from maybe just a cautionary standpoint like i feel like maybe i'll need i don't know maybe six months to a year buffer time to like get back into it to work not confidence is the wrong word but um some trust i guess in the public and um that everybody you know at the jays game i might have tickets to is doing the right thing um that's what's starting to interest me and i feel like maybe with this whole covid thing and i know that i'm like like i'm dark into this shit right now like i'm ready for this stuff to be over um like everybody else but uh i'm starting to think that maybe we're at the peak of it and by the peak i mean like the worst of it i'll knock on wood um maybe some post-holiday uh blips and numbers and things like that um i'm starting to think like how interesting certain things will be on the other side of this you know like uh it's going to be a different world when life returns, you know, quote unquote, back to normal. Um, some things are going to revert back to the way they used to be. And some things, you know, might not. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, people walking down the wrong side of the island, Costco pissing me off. <laughs> That's what's going to go back. Does Costco have the, uh, are they, do they have good signage? Like, I, signage? I haven't uh, been to Costco uh, since this all started. I'm not one of oh, the crowds, uh, so my better half will take care of the groceries. We've been doing the um, 
the online ordering and, and whatnot, but no, nice. I, I can't I can't handle that. I really well, can't handle that. I have a pet peeve, and that's very appreciated. I know that you 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 have a young family, and I know that uh, my pet peeve is going to I don't know like some some people probably can't avoid it. I get it, but. I don't like being in the grocery store when I see the whole family in there shopping now. Like that's so unnecessary. It drives me nuts. Yeah, there's absolutely uh, my mom and dad and all two or three kids have to be in the store. Like guys, just let's use some common sense. I've seen that way too much. And that's, that's just, right. uh, that's grinding my gears these days. So. You know what's grinding my gears? Uh, but I get that some people might not have the childcare. Maybe they, I don't know. I'm sure there's reasons sometimes, but uh, I, I hope that people are thinking about it. So there's lots to talk about since we're going on what maybe three I want to say close to a month since we last hit the cast well, at least I think yeah January now but I remember you know gone are the days when there was literally no sports to talk about unless you were an NFL fan and <laughs> watching Sports Center and them just trying pulling every you know trick out of their sleeve to fill up a 30 minute show and now we're just inundated with sports we have. NFL playoffs if you're into it. We have the NHL season started. We have basketballs playing. Lots to talk about Mark Rose. Still not a lot of action on the baseball front. No. Well, but I do I do want to talk a little bit about um, I do want to spend some time on some sports talk. Um, that's what I have yeah. in mind for this evening. Yourself? Or just catching up. Yeah, yeah. I mean there's there's no shortage of sports stuff to talk about, you're right. Um, and I'm sure that lots of other conversations will be derived from those conversations so i'm not worried about lack of content or dead air or anything like that i think uh we're two chatty guys you know why though it's because we went to segway school <laughs> segway school that's right i got taught well you you're actually very good at that you got top <laughs> of the class a plus all day long Mark Rose. Yeah. Question for you. Mm. Are you excited to see how this, you know, three, four, like two, three games in, are you excited to see how this all Canadian division is going to go with uh, hockey? <laughs> no, I got, I, I, uh, you, again, you're not, no, like I'm just so sick of hearing about it. Like, again, it's the same reason I grew to hate the Leafs. It's the same reason I grew to hate the senators, the kid, the flames when I lived in Calgary, like you're just oversaturated with this. I think all of you people are going to be sick of seeing the same teams by like, one or two months in and you'll be begging for things to go back to normal i heard two, calls two for, months is generous Marcus. I, I heard calls like for let's make this a permanent thing and it's like like people just lose their minds so quickly because this new bright shiny thing and i know that we beat our drums here and you know oh we love to see i guarantee you you're going to be sick of seeing the flames if you're from the Oilers standpoint or you know the Leafs if you're certainly from the Senators standpoint like eight, I don't know how many times are they playing 10 12 oh I would imagine at least that there's 56 games but I, I do not it, think any Canadian any Canadian ownership group will allow a permanent Canadian division to happen no I mean in my in my experience I know that um some markets in Canada mainly the one that I live in relies heavily on grouping up <laughs> The Toronto, true? Montreal's and uh, Toronto, Montreal's and Calgary, Edmonton's, Vancouver's, Winnipeg's, all the Canadian teams 
with the you know d class teams like florida panthers uh, right. arizona coyotes that kind of thing so that's where they make their money is they you know you have to attend the shit game in order to go see this gold game so i just don't see it happening but yeah. aside from that i mean i'm i'm oddly enough this is the first year and god maybe like six or seven years that i've actually been excited to see some hockey that yeah, is not I, the playoffs i am too it's not for the 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 division reason it's just that it's a, another sport back and, and i'll take it now i haven't really watched much of it yet i did watch the opening night game um with a friend because she is a habs fan and a pretty diehard one like felt like we were watching game seven of the cup finals it was opening night um so that was that was cool and i, I suspect i'll probably watch a few more but um uh yeah in terms of like regionalizing sports like i think that uh Major League Baseball suffers in terms of, uh, I think, exposure because it's a very regional sport to follow baseball. Like, you know, the St. Louis Cardinals have their fans in St. Louis and, you know, the Delta and the Mississippi Delta and things like that. And or maybe uh, maybe not the Mississippi Delta. I'm getting that wrong, but uh, some geographical scope down there. Right. But then like somebody in L.A. really doesn't care about the St. Louis Cardinals. And I think if you're closing off access to guys like Ovechkin and Crosby, if they're not coming to your market uh, at least once a year, I think that that's not good for the game. And I don't think that's good for growing the game. So um, the league is 30 whatever teams now. I know that Seattle's coming, I think, to make it an even 50 and uh, all the teams should play each other. Yeah, I uh, I get why they can't this year. Uh, obviously, they can't sure. this year. But yeah, uh, when things get back to normal, I was watching. I was you know I watched the Toronto Ottawa game um, on Saturday and Friday Saturday, and then I was uh, flipping back and forth on Saturday between that game and the uh, Canadians uh, and Edmonton game, and I was actually quite surprised at how authentic the sounds of the game were. You know, with respect to the fans and. Mind you, I think it was EA Sports that's doing it very similar to how it was being done with baseball. Oh, are they? I, I think so. That's cool. And that's a good idea. The NHL got that right. Uh, well, I know I they agree. did that for sure in baseball. I don't like, I'm assuming that it worked so well, I found with baseball that they probably, EA, I mean, why wouldn't EA go to all the major leagues and say, hey, we do it in the video games, let us do it in the well, empty stadiums and arenas? I agree. Like, it sounds good. Like it makes you forget. And I think like, even going back to baseball, it makes you forget that there's no fans there, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, if you get immersed in it enough, which for people that are into sports like you and I, I mean, it takes like five minutes and you know, you've, you're just kind of zoned in and you don't know that the stadium's empty until you're reminded. And there's like a wide shot or something. I actually in watching, I, I've been so bored. I even watched like Wild Card Weekend, uh, pretty much all those NFL games. Wow. And uh, it's I'm funny actually quite, see, I'm legitimately surprised in hearing that. <laughs> it's funny to see like some of the stadiums are allowing some fans, some are allowing none. And like on those wide shots, it's actually weirder to see like part capacity than it is to see like it completely empty. Like the empty stadium looked more normal than like a half <laughs> or even a quarter full stadium. You know what I mean? Like it just looked, just look abnormal these strange new times it's going to look abnormal again too and things get back to normal and there's like 50 to seventy-five thousand people at these well yeah and like when your favorite team scores and you're at the game and you're you know you're cheering standing up jumping you go to give your neighbor on the right or left a high five and you're like second thinking that like ah maybe not (laughs) maybe we'll just have a social distance high five hey going back to uh the the sends and leaves games i did see some Mm -hmm. highlights and uh i noticed a trend in in jerseys again and i don't 
I don't really have an opinion on it, but uh, asking you as a Sens fan, well, uh, either former or at least some somewhat a little bit still Sens fan, um, what do you think? Like, I see that they've gone back to retro jerseys, and I saw that Calgary has gone back to full-time retro too. It's funny that everything that it. became outdated like 20 to 30 years ago is now so back in that uh, it's become the new norm, and we want that all the time again. I just thought that was – I was love cool. it. I think at least jerseys, music, movies, everything is cyclical. Nostalgia, I, I, right? Yeah, and I find that we're just at that at that point in time where we want those retro jerseys. Like I, the Oilers retro jersey, Flames, Ottawa. Um, I love it. I, I would, saw the Oilers had some weird – it wasn't a retro. No, one. it was that dark one, right, with the like gold. Like a Star Wars or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not – I want them to just go back to their – you know, another thing I'd like to get them to go back to as well is for the home team to wear white and the yes uh, the road man. team to wear dark. And I've hated that since they've uh, instituted it. Yeah, and I, it, same, and I, it's something I've never been able to accept. So every time that I play, and it's not a lot, but every time I do play video games, uh, hockey, I always, <laughs> ha- I always have the uh, <laughs> I always I have the, the white jersey as the home jersey. Absolutely. Sometimes you mix in the third and you, and you treat your home fans to the third jersey. I remember the onset of the third jersey in like the mid 90s. Remember that yeah. run of like the Mighty Ducks, the Canucks, I think the Kings, the Penguins, yeah, uh, Islanders too. Lightning had um, these third jerseys and they were like, it was the, it was like, oh, cool. I remember it like being a thing, being more excited when the Canucks played the Kings on the late game when I was 13 because the Canucks were wearing those weird orange jerseys. Um, and Mogilny looked kind of neat and different in it, and Bure looked neat and different in it. Um, I think they need more of that, but I agree with the, the home should be white because my, my argument is, like, for your fans that go to these games, they're seeing a white jersey that's your uh, – sorry, your opponent's home – or your opponent's white jersey, and that jersey's always white no matter the team, right? And they're seeing your home jersey, which is now the dark, so they're seeing – your jersey and a white jersey every single game and my argument there is if you mix it up the home teams away jerseys the dark ones always look different and have you know different designs and colors things like that it's not just white sometimes it's green sometimes it's blue sometimes it's black sometimes it's red you get it i get it people get colors (laughs) i I, it's just i don't know if that'll ever happen unfortunately Uh, i don't say that and i'm like like why they did it in the first place I know it used to be like that, but I think it's because like I have no idea. But if I were to wager a guess, I would probably say it's because a white is boring, and you know the Oilers as an example, or the Sens, where their dominant colors are blue, orange, uh, and red for the Senators. Having a majority of your jersey in that color will probably be more appealing at that time to the consumer. There is an easy way Maybe. to fix it. And that's what, like, when I was working for the Bulls, or I think even before that, like, as a fan, noticing that the OHL used to split the season in half, like, the first half of the season up until Christmas or New Year's or something, the home team wore white. And then the second half of the season, the whole league just switched. So that satisfies everybody. That's a good idea. The purist and the, well, non purist, I guess. Did you email Bill Daly that idea? Uh, no, I, that, I, that's one guy I can't stand. Is that twerp? <laughs> I haven't heard twerp. In the- <laughs> Every time he's on like, and it goes back to like the lockout. He's just, he's Gary's, he's Gary's like whipping boy, right? Like he's just like, no, if, if there's bad news, he's, and he's just, he's so, 
pompous and sanctimonious in delivering whatever news he has. And he, I just don't like the guy. At think all. about, think about his position in life. He reminds me of an individual that knows that he, you know what? Prince William, no, fuck it. Prince Charles, perfect example. He's next in line for the throne, but his mother is just an, an immortal. She'll live till she's 120. And so he is probably, you know, he is second in line to Gary Bettman and he knows full well that the only way Gary Bettman's leaving that role is in a hearst. Oh, and God. so he's, I mean, let's be honest. He's not, has no intention to, <laughs> yeah. but he has no intention um, of leaving as commissioner of the NHL and Bill, here's, here's Bill Daly. Like, fuck. So when is it going to be my turn? And instead he's sent to the NHL drafts, lifting up pieces of cardboard, rhyming out fixed, um the draft lottery results and he's he's kind of stuck in that limbo of having power but not having power and so it probably jaded yeah him. and i don't i don't That's like yeah and i think that he is just i think he's just a puppet i think gary he, he says what he's a yeah i got nothing good to say about bill daly <laughs> awesome. enough hockey talk um baseball mm-hmm the Where Jays. do you want to start with? Jays? Let's talk about the Jays. Uh, here is an evergreen tweet or just news alert or MLB update that I get all the time. Uh, a day after a free agent signs or someone gets traded, uh, reports indicate that Jays were runners up in X sweepstakes. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just become. And a, a uh, an accompanying title to that one would be. Jay struggling to sign some players due to home field uncertainty. Yeah. I which I call know. bullshit on that. Yeah. hundred percent. I call bullshit. I don't think it's that. I think it's just, it's the Toronto thing. And I, I just don't think they've done a good enough job over the years of making it a destination for free agents. But Toronto is, I think they had a chance. They had a chance to garner all that free will from 15, 16, but you know, regime change and then a, a, like a bit of a rebuild and, so do you think it's momentum. more the do you think it's more the organization or is it a um, a lack of understanding from American players on what exactly the city has to offer? Oh, I think it's both. I think that if you want to get over that second piece, then the organization has to be like a no-brainer for these guys. Like they have to be have a chance to win a championship, and that's coming. You know, the pedigree's there. Obviously, they're going to get a chance to win with young, good players. Not this year, but probably starting next year. Um, you know, that's when realistic or that's when expectations, I think, really go through the roof is in 2022 if we're going to get a freaking season. But, um, yeah, it's it's always going to be a tough sell. And, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a guy that is, uh, you know, that shits on Shapiro and Atkins. I think they've done a pretty good job. But um, well, you're not, if you did, you'd have to put up with it for another five years. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of attracting free agents, you know, I, I don't know. And but I, I get there's a little bit of uncertainty there, too. But then the argument is, OK, I don't want to play in Canada. Well, OK, then you can play in Buffalo this year or Tampa or something. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. well, so that should shut you up. Yeah, that, no, that's I, my, I, exactly my point to that. Second. Yeah, exactly. We're on the same page there. I don't uh, I don't think that's a genuine um, objection. Well, they offered Springer, what was it, five years, 125 million. So 25 mil short of his 150 asks that he wanted. Yeah, I didn't know he was asking for so much. He's asking for Anthony Rendon money, which yeah. I'm not uh, I'm not sure he will get, but uh, good on him. I think he has an argument, though. And I'm not saying this just as a homer. 
but he is a proven playoff performer. He's fourth all time in home runs. He's clutch. Even He's last the, year, right? He was great. In the yeah, well, he hit four home runs last year. He's got 19 for his career, which makes him puts him in fourth place all time for postseason home runs. Why doesn't Houston want him back? Why won't he? Why won't I just he, don't know that they they can afford him because okay. they have um, they have Korea coming up next year, and there's been talk about Korea being traded um, because they feel that they're not going to re-sign him. They've got Altuve mm. locked in for I think another five years. Bregman's going to come up. They're definitely going to re-sign Bregman. They got. Oh. I'm seeing parallels there between them and maybe if things don't go right in the next couple of years, not to like plant the seed of doubt in your diehard fans brain, but um, like the Cubs right now, right? Like I see like a, a team built kind of similarly to that club in its prime. Yeah. And uh, well, it would make sense. They're looking at selling they're... off uh, assets now, right? After a couple down years. Yeah. Because they're um, yeah. And what Chicago's window, they won in 2016 and you could, you could probably say that their window is what, maybe four or five years max, five years mm -hmm. max. And Houston, 2017, maybe a year or two less than that. But yeah, you're right. Losing losing Verlander um, all year is going to hurt them. Granke, I'm just not, he's just a bit of an oddball. And I just don't know <laughs> that he'll be able to lead that rotation. Mm. Um, and by oddball, maybe, maybe I should correct myself. And he's just an introvert. And so he's... Oh, he's, I think oddball's fair. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think he would admit that. Yeah. I just don't know. Um, but yeah, we were talking about the Blue Jays and I completely forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I no, no. That's, I mean, I'll always talk about the East Astros. <laughs> but yeah, the Jays uh, being the bridesmaid and never being the bride, right? Like, um, it's like Julia Roberts and a runaway bride. It's almost, so I've know, heard. Yeah. I'll take your, uh, I'll, take your word for that i've never seen that <laughs> i've seen lots of julia roberts movies but not that one um the jays i feel are almost to a point where they have to sign somebody just mm -hmm. before the the drums start beating for you know people's heads and i know that that's a silly thing to say with shapiro just re-upping for five years but um in the court of public opinion it's not good right now not that that's always the most fair and judge court but um you know I'm sure Reddit, I'm sure uh, the social networks are ablaze with what the hell's going on and uh, why can't we sign anybody and why can't we trade for anybody? So I feel like it's time to just sign somebody like, you know, a salvo of some shorts, sorts. And I think that James Paxton fits that bill pretty, pretty good. I think that yeah. he could be had for cheap or even a guy like Tanaka who can be had for one year for like he's, 15 to 20 million dollars but he said that if he's not going to resign with the yankees he's going back overseas to play for the oh, get him out of here but you know what i think he's just gotta further, go. he's got get him the hell out of here well we um, have a protester <laughs> uh i think i want to go a bit you know just a little bit further on your point and my worry is that yeah they they scramble to just make an impact signing or at least they say it's an impact signing and they end up with like brad hand or yes. another reliever where not only do they need to sign someone, but they need to sign like a position of the player. They need to sign a, you know, a one, two, three starter. They need to sign an outfielder, an infielder, but they cannot, I, I don't think they should um, just be happy with signing a reliever. Oh no. Good Lord. No, I would love Brad hand. Um, but that can't be your only signing. Oh no, absolutely not. They need to add, I agree, a starter. It's funny. I was listening to, and, and not just James Paxton. I, di I, I didn't mean like he's got to be the be all end all, but he's got to be a, a holdover until we, you know, have better news or bigger news anyway. Um, 
Corey Kluber you want is to come? a guy I wanted. Yeah. Like Corey Kluber, right? Like apparently he had a really good workout or a showcase for a lot of teams, and then boom, two days later he was he was a Yankee. And I Paxton had the opposite. Like his workout apparently wasn't good. He was only peaking at 94, whereas you know he wants to be a 97, 98 guy. Mm. So that's not good. And here he is not signed. But you know that could just be a I don't know what the hell that means. Um, I'm sure he'll sign somewhere, but. Um, it's funny. I was listening to a podcast, Rates and Barrels, which is, uh, I think it's an athletic podcast from The Athletic. Um, and I forget who the reporter was, but it was uh, one of their national reporters for Major League Baseball. And they were saying that a lot of the agents that she has talked to this offseason, they've said that Trevor Bauer is going to end up in Toronto. So I thought that that was interesting. Um, really? Yeah, wow. which kind of surprised me. I think the longer he goes unsigned, uh, I think maybe maybe there's a little bit element of surprise. Maybe the Jays could creep in there, but um, he's yeah, that type of guy though that, that he's guys. that type of guy though, that would just like to fuck with teams just to, to be oh, that, that type of player, you know, and he, he like purposely might hold off on signing probably he's very back in November. right? Like he likes things about him. He's an ostentatious dude. He, he likes $10 the word right there. Mark Rose, $10 word, 46 points in Scrabble. That's yeah. I like it. Are you there? Yeah, Did just I taking lose a you? delicious oh, okay. sip of... Uh, uh, really quickly, too, um, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Lindor getting traded to mm, right. um, the Mets along with Carlos Carrasco. And now what I'm feeling is a legitimate contender for at least the NL East title. Oh, God, in my yeah. Opinion. And that's even saying that they're going up against the Braves. Like, it, it's going to be neck and neck, I, I feel, unless injuries come and hurt them throughout the season. Well, they're not done spending, it sounds like, too, right? No. Like, it even sounds like they're the favorites right now to get Springer, too. Um, and if that's the case, then obviously, you know, all what I'll you bet. just said times a million. All bets are off, right? All bets are off. But, yeah, and that was kind of the the gut shot, right, to the Jays' offseason so far was Lindor was supposed to be the guy. A lot of people that, you know, Dan Schulman, I know, was uh, on the record saying, you know, of all the guys that are talked about, he thinks that Lindor is going to be the guy that lands here. He did, however, say – that if it wasn't through trade this offseason, it could be via free agency next offseason. And, you know, there was no re-sign deal when he got traded to the Mets. I'm sure there's a window of opportunity there, but mm. that will be interesting to watch this time next year. I would be curious got, to know. We might have got Lindor watch 2.0. 2.0. Like Panda Watch, right? On uh, Anchorman. <laughs> I'm curious, though, now, if teams do have that exclusive window to renegotiate extensions with players they traded for it would make sense that they would be able to have that window uh i i don't know and, and you know it sounds like the offer that uh the jays made uh probably could have matched the ones that the mets ended up sending to cleveland um and then that begs the question well okay maybe there wasn't uh maybe lindor wasn't as open to re-signing with the jays and maybe that was a part of the deal from the jays end. who knows i mean we could that's pure conjecture and i guess you could spread it anyway and it, and it would be but it's just interesting to think about but uh yeah the mets are going to be a really good team and that division is going to be pretty good because don't forget even the marlins made strides this last season right yeah that's sure and uh the phillies had a down year but uh i don't suspect that they're going to be as bad as they were uh this season their bullpen was just ridiculously bad last year um took them out of a lot of games so 
I'm sure they'll fix that this off season. Well, they've that, already signed Archie Bradley and uh, who never should have been non like there's so many guys who, who got non-tendered or just were given their walking papers, Archie Bradley, Brad Hand are two of the ones that really surprised me. It's uh, it's amazing to think how quickly the NL East um, potentially is the best or will be the best division in all of baseball. I'm forgetting about a team there. Oh, the Nationals. They won yeah. the World Freaking Series two years ago. Yeah, That's so true. yeah, th- them too. You're right. That's going to be a great division. Uh, there was an article early, earlier today saying that uh, Pedroia may have played his last game professionally. Good. Good. Whoa, strong words. You don't like him? I don't care about that dweeb. <laughs> dweeb. Twerp I'm and sure then dweeb. He's the Brett Gardner of the Red Sox. I'm sure he'll get a statue or something out on Yaki Way or whatever the hell they call it down there in Boston, but him and that whole organization go straight to hell. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I thought you actually respected them. Absolutely not. Isn't, isn't your old man a Red Sox fan? No, he's a Yankees fan. Oh, that's right. I had it mixed up. I hate my my hatred for the Red Sox stems back to just them portraying and wanting to be portrayed as this uh, hardworking blue collar team where they're no different than the New York Yankees. So at least they're just in your face about it and they don't pretend to be something no, they're not. They just do it with a beard. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But uh, no, we're hard workers and uh, yeah. bring our lunch pail to, to work every day or hard thoughts. And... I thought he had already retired though. No, no, he's, um, they're saying that he may have played his last game. So if his, like his most significant injury, he's played nine games over the last three years, three seasons. And haven't missed him. (laughs) And the most significant injury being that for his knee. So they're saying that, or the report is is that if he can't get to a condition where he can play, he's just going to hang up the cleats. Well, if, uh, when Brett Gardner retires, he and Dustin Pedroia and Kevin Euclid and Mark Tegera can start the <laughs> league of extraordinary dumb looking idiots who used to play major league baseball and they could go around the country and barnstorm and play charity events. And everybody can guess who has the biggest forehead. <laughs> Okay. So Jade and I, I'm sure I've said this before, Jade and I are notorious, notorious at either starting a TV show or a movie, even a movie, and not finishing it at all. Um, Last count was like 16 TV shows, 13 or 16 TV shows where we started and we've gotten like an episode in or, you know, a season in or four Mm. episodes in and we just, I don't know what it is. I think it's, it's the, um, the, the gluttony of options that you can choose from, from all the steam streaming services that we just, we always just go back to the office. But the reason why I'm saying that is because for years I've been telling Jade and she's been agreeing that, you know, she wanted to see uh, mission impossible. And I don't know what you think of Tom Cruise or what you think of those movies. I personally absolutely fucking love them. Um, I said last night that I even would put them up against James Bond movies as well. Um, I just, I love all of them. So we had started last Sunday uh, with epi- uh, episode one with um, the first one. And we got all the way to the fifth one last night and finished it. And uh, very proud of myself, Mark Rose, because we've actually watched five movies in six days or seven days um, without any interruption. And it was an aw- awesome. And the thing that pisses me off about it, though, was that 
for years and years and years. I shouldn't say years and years and years, but the most recent movie, Fallout, I think was released in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. And it was on Netflix for the longest time. And sure as shit, they decided to take it off. So now we have nothing to watch the, we have no streaming platform to choose from to watch the last movie. And so we're going to have to rent it because I don't, um, I don't procure movies illegally anymore. Do you, um, yeah, check out like PlayStation Network or something like that. Oh yeah, they they have rentals too for streaming options. But uh, I love it anyway. It's great. Uh, the one thing cool, I will right? say is the second movie, the second one. Um, it was directed by John Woo, and it was absolutely the worst of all of them. Was Just it fucking awful? What made Just it bad? Awful. I feel like it was out during a bad movie era, like the late '90s. Uh, close. It was 2000. So the first one uh, episode. Come on, very close. The very next year. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the first, I keep saying episodes like it's Star Wars, um, but the first one was '97, then 2000, then 2006, then 2011, 15, and 18. Mm. And uh, so the John Woo one was 2000, but it was you know like the. The, the music was constantly playing and Tom Cruise, I wish my video was on her because you could see my face, but he'd do that, you know, slight turn of the head to the right. <laughs> and then they'd have, the, you know, him and the main bad guy would have like a 45 minute fight and they were fighting while being on a Kawasaki ninja going like 150 miles an hour. Oh, hell Not yeah. A, you know, just getting a couple scratches on their face. and Hell yeah. <laughs> it's just, it was the worst of all of them. Have you seen them? uh yeah i've seen a few i think i've seen that one i think i saw the first three i had the soundtrack for one i remember ordering the soundtrack from like soundtrack. columbia house Fuck, if it was for the second the one mark one. rose we've got problems no i think it was for the first one because when that came out like the theme was like the theme because it has a theme right or the original one did anyway like a theme yeah stop that guys who want to destroy the world no, like a theme song, like theme music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, anyways, I could hum it, but I'm not. I'm going to save everybody. Yeah, you got it. Um, so it was a cool, I don't know. I like pump up music at the time, probably for warm ups or something. But um, And Tom Cruise, I don't have anything against Tom Cruise other than the Scientology thing. But uh, actor, actors wise, man, he's got, uh, he's sure got the chops. Well, and he does most of the stunts to himself. Yeah, that's like super, the, um, that is very impressive. Or, you know, though there's ones where they're in Abu Dhabi and he's, yeah, he's like fucking couple. You gotta be crazy. Loose screws. He is crazy. I did see, I don't know what number this crazy. one is, but I did see number eight was the most recent one. I had a date. I took a girl named Nikki from work in maybe 2017 to the theater here in town. And uh, yeah. That would be the sixth one. We saw MI8. MI8? There's no MI8. I feel like it was MI8, no, man. it's M MI6. Or maybe five. I don't remember anything about it. Even the, even the title. <laughs> Mission Impossible. No, oh, I, no. I'm sure six. you're right. Yeah, I, I am right. You're, you're in the marathon, not me. Mission Impossible 7 is filming right now. And this is probably about two, three weeks ago. There was that. Oh, yeah. He lost it. You, he lost it. But he's right. I Like, 100%. he lost it for good reason, I think. It 100%. Like. And, and you you know i don't know tom he is from ottawa originally but i don't know him but what yeah no he's not dude a hundred percent he is from ottawa and tom cruise isn't even his real last name oh that i might have heard before what's his real last name uh i don't know but mm, I, gotcha. 
Tom, here's a real last name. Uh, this is great. Thomas is Tom Mapother the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. Thomas Cruz Mapother the fourth. Oh, good. I can see why he changed it. Yeah, he was born in um, in Syracuse, and uh, I think his mom was a teacher, if I'm not mistaken, and mm-hmm. he moved to Ottawa. An old colleague of mine when I was at the Senators uh, was in the same class as him. That's wild. And uh, my old grade five teacher, Miss Kaz. Um, I haven't said her name probably since I was in grade six, so I'm quite you know a little pat on the pat on the back to myself for remembering that on the spot. But she taught him. Mm. Yeah. Good no, student, Mister Mapother. Mister Mapother. That's but, interesting. Uh, he, he he does uh, he does all of his own stunts. I mean, you got to give it to him. Yeah, that's crazy. That that is good. Uh, that's super impressive. It's funny you talk about uh, finishing things because that is something that I've noticed myself, not only in the world of entertainment, but like I've noticed maybe that I have an issue when it comes to finishing things. And I'm talking about movies, shows, books, uh, articles, glasses of water, <laughs> bags of chips, bags of cereal, things like that. So uh, over the break, I made a point to finish a show, get back in a show that I started and uh, kind of just left again for no reason. I don't understand why, right? Like just something else came up and then life came on and I forgot about the show, but I ended up watching the last few episodes or last seasons of BoJack Horseman, which uh, I started and then kind of left and because it kind of got dark. And at the time I just wasn't into, you know, dark content because the world's kind of dark. So I want to escape that when I turn the TV on. But uh, I'm what's really your, what's, what's your two what's your two minute elevator pitch for um, what's it Bojack what because I've yeah. heard of it Bojack Horseman it's on Netflix uh, okay. Will Arnett is the lead voice but uh, geez there's lots of people's voices in it so he is a uh, the character himself is the lead he's a washed up actor used to be uh, have a like an 80s sitcom and now he's battling things like alcoholism and just trying to be a normal guy in LA with all his money. Uh, I know it sounds like poor him, but uh, he makes the situations a lot worse for himself and uh, the people that come into his life. But it's it's probably one of the best written shows I've ever seen. Really? And actually, uh, like, I'm glad I picked it back up because the last two seasons in particular, like, I think it's the best ending to a show I've ever seen. Like, it's the most... That's bold. It's the most fit. I know. It's the most fitting... Uh, and, and it's funny because the lead up to it, you're like, mm, man, I hope they don't do this. I hope they don't do this. And uh, everything, like, it just validated my reasons for watching it. It completely rewarded it at the end. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was really well done. And it really stays true to itself, which I feel is tough for entertainment uh, outlets to do these days. And is it like a 24 season or 24 episode season? Are they short oh, seasons? Oh, I think they're 12 or something like that. 12. Okay. 12. 25. Yeah. Max. 25. Interesting. Yeah. Re- the re- best, the best ending to ever, to any show yeah. you've ever seen that. Yep. Oh, Mark Rose. Yep. I'll, I'll, I'll stand by that. And uh, I've, I've watched it a few times over uh, since then, but uh, yeah, that, and what else have I finished? Jeez. I just finished two video games. I thought you were going to say that bag of dill, pi- dill pickle chips. But... <laughs> I have finished two <laughs> chips, actually. I'm pretty good at that, but I, 
uh, I just finished Red Dead Redemption 2 yesterday, oh, and yeah. that's another game that I played the hell out of when it started, and I got to like 85% completion, and I just left it there. So I'm like, what mm-hmm. are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. finish stuff. So I finished that yesterday, and I also finished... Uh, so I have... I don't know. You have a PlayStation. You have PlayStation Plus? No, I have a uh, PlayStation 4. No, no, no. The the subscription PlayStation Plus, PS Plus. I no, I don't pay for it. If okay. It's, no. Oh, well, do you... No, no, like, is it a paid subscription? By, by nefarious meat? <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I, I think it's like 75 bucks a year or something. Oh, right? I definitely don't have it. So you get a couple games free every month. You don't get to choose those games, but like one time, a couple forever? years ago... Like it, once you get the game, yeah. it's yours forever? Yeah, yeah. And one of those games a couple of years ago was MLB The Show 2019. So I'm like, well, hell yeah. And so I've been playing that uh, and I just finished my career. Uh, finally, I played like 24 years. I finished with like 975 career home runs and like first in a bunch of categories. And same thing. I've never actually played a video or a baseball video game like in the career mode through kind of that. And so I did that and wrapped that up. So now I'm done with that and ready for the show 21. I um. I have Red Dead Redemption. And I bought it. Nice. Um, probably, uh, but well, you're not going to say nice after what I have to say. Um, I, yeah, probably bought it maybe a year ago or so, a little mm-hmm. under a year ago. And I think I got to like 42% completion, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit less. And then I stopped playing it. Um, but then when I bought um, the Miles Morales game, I had no choice but to delete the some, um, the Spider-Man game, the new Spider-Man okay. game. I had no choice but to delete some storage and Red Dead um, almost oh, wow. made the cut, almost made the cut. I still have it, but I'm going to have to restart it because it's been so long since I played it. I don't remember what the controls mm. are. I just remember really, I remember really enjoying it. And uh, I, I, it, it kind of amazes me how, you know, you talk about, you're saying, you know, you just get pulled away and distracted from, you know, a TV show, a book, a, a game. And, and I'm the very same way. And, I just wonder if it just has to do with the overabundance of options that we now as a society have. I think so. You know, like I remember when we had a Nintendo, mind you, we were kids and we would just play it all day long because there really wasn't any other responsibilities that were bestowed upon us. Mm -hmm. But the, the selection of the games weren't as, um, weren't as many as there are now. So I I don't know. I just, I, uh, I I think think about that often. I think you're right. I think this opens up a bigger conversation. Uh, our my our friend Dave and I were talking the other night. He is a high school teacher, and he says, "You know, I made some ridiculous reference. I think it was like a Dennis Miller reference, which he got because he saw random Dennis Miller clips from the '80s too." But that got him talking about like how the kids he teaches now and like high school kids, they don't have a frame of reference for anything because they have all these choices and they see what they want, right? Like yeah. they weren't you know, sitting in front of the TV in in their parents' living room, watching whatever the parents were watching and, you know, coloring or playing with their GI Joes or something. Mm -hmm. But in the background, you know, Roseanne was on or Alf was on. So, you know, we picked up on things like that, right? Or even things like, geez, uh, Phil Donahue's show or Sally Jesse Raphael. I remember the theme to EastEnders, the British drama, because... It was on late at night on Sundays and I could never sleep on Sundays. And my room was at the top of the stairs and my mom stayed up late to watch it on PBS on Sunday night. So I know that theme song. Like I could, if I, like, I just know. Do it, it Mark Rose. Sing it for us now. No, it's not a song. It's a, it's a nice <laughs> little like melody. A little melody. Um, 
the the patreon you, you payers will get uh me singing but the free i'm not doing it for hit free. that mark <laughs> that but yeah i think you're right like these yeah. kids like and if we're struggling for things like that you know our attention it's tough for the kids i feel bad for the people coming after us that's uh so i I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to finish the game that I'm playing before I start another one. I'm going to finish the book that I'm reading before I start another one. Um, we're, we're Jade and I actually later tonight, we're going to um, start watching the crown. Mm. And I told her that I am not going to start watching another show until I've seen that one completely. She's already seen it, but she says she wants to see it again. So oh, I'm, wow. I'm looking forward good? to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, yeah. So British I'm going to British. Yeah. Yeah. She's from she's get her from out of United, here too. The United Kingdom. <laughs> she's a permanent resident, but she's my permanent resident. Mark. Whoa. Whoa, whoa. But yeah, that's um, that's what uh, that's what we did. That's what we watched over the last week. Um, I'm excited to see about the crown. I think what we both should do. All this movie talks got me thinking that we should pick a movie that we haven't seen, watch it, and do a review on it on one of these upcoming podcasts. <laughs> that's not a bad idea, man. So I will let you pick that movie uh okay that's a bold move Cotton. you don't have to think of it right now we can talk offline we can oh yeah the, no, we can I get the interns to to schedule something for us and i most definitely will not come I, up with it right now but yeah i will chew on it for sure i'll just have my intern watch it and just give me the cole's notes version and i'll pretend that i've seen it <laughs> and we chat next good but yeah that's uh i don't really um there's not really anything else that we're watching at this time oh you know what i did watch actually it was almost the destruction of democracy last week that yeah. was uh that was crazy it should be an interesting couple days down there right like uh i've been like i said i've been off of everything i've been very offline and but that was the day where the news just finds you no matter what like people text and it's just uh yeah crazy t crazy time it's uh it the 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 only thing i'll say about that i don't i don't know i don't have you don't need to get pulled into it but if you have one comment that's fine it's yeah, just it blows my mind that the, the only other time that that happened was 1814 when we did it, when the British and the Canadians did it in retaliation for them burning down our capital in the tail end of the War of 1812. We went down there and we stormed the capital and we burnt it down. The South didn't even get that close in the Civil War. And these idiots were allowed to trod right in with their stupid toques and stupid cosplay things with their stupid Confederate flags and like walk all over the place crazy that's the second time that's happened that's yeah. ridiculous yeah yeah it's uh mind-blowing mind-blowing and and you know what an embarrassing what... day for that country no, and, sure. and there's been there's been a lot of them lately but i mean that one was just like wow <laughs> yeah yeah it makes me uh more proud than i already am the fact that i live in canada yeah i'm just you know. so thankful for winning that birth lottery but on that note, I think we should probably wrap things up, Mark Rose. You're right. It was a sunny way to end things, and that's uh, the way forward in 2021. <laughs> well, I think what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to try and start getting into the habit of plugging the podcast in the sense, like, if you have listened to us chat for the last hour, thank you. Yeah, we really both appreciate it. Um, however, you, you are listening. Something to else to do too after this. <laughs> yeah, um, but if you did find this podcast through iTunes or through spotify or through some other aggregate um leave some comments you know rate us whatever those options might be uh we'd love to know how we're doing 
Um, and that's really all I got to say about that. Yeah, it's a good idea to plug the show, and I'll plug uh, next week. Our guest will be uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers and Jay Leno. So <laughs> okay. look forward to talking to them and uh, see seeing you all back next week. Good night, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.